Good morning, lovely people, and welcome to the Black Pill Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Tyler, and as always, we have a wonderful panel and some wonderful topic for you today. We're going to be talking about Music Matters, all about the music. I have some great music artists who are going to be on the panel. We're going to attempt to play some of their music today, and we'll see how that goes. Remember to share this with your friends. Um, Post the link, blogtalkradio forward slash Radio. And that's where people can uh, find the show. The show will be live from 10 to 11, and you guys can broadcast the replay to your friends on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Blog Talk Radio, or the Black Pill website. Um, right now, I want to have my guests introduce themselves. We have three guests on the studio panel right now. We have two guests who are running late, so they will join us a little later. But right now, we'll start with our three guests. They're going to introduce themselves, and then we're going to get right into the topic. Marie. I am a songwriter from Michigan, Pennsylvania. Um, came to school here in New York City, and yeah, I just do some neo soul mixed with R&B. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? My name is Momo, aka Momo Soulful. Uh, I'm a songwriter. I songwrite. I sing. I play some keys, and um, I love music. It's my passion. And um, originally, I'm from Japan. I've been here six years, to be exact. I love New York City. You know, hey, good morning. This is Brian June. I'm an R&B pop singer-songwriter from Queens. I'm from Korea, and um, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, sounds good. So everybody introduce themselves. The other two panelists that are coming in is Derek Wise and Sean Cornelius, and we'll get their introductions a little later when we come in. But right now we want to talk to Bree because she's going to get the first question. So the first question is, music matters. We're talking all about the music. When we talk about music, what does that mean to you? I mean, I think that, first of all, it's all about emotion turning into um, beautiful music, I guess. Just it's for me personally, I feel like it has to be real. Um, You have to put how you're feeling into your lyrics and mix that with, you know, beats and notes and harmonies that are really going to capture people's attention so that in turn they can get your message. So when you're creating your own music, what is that process like? Well, first, I, it's, it's, sometimes it's, um, it's listening to beats and getting inspiration from that. So say if it's like trap, like I'll be thinking like, hmm, like I need to write something about the club or drinking Hennessy or something. But then <laughs> other, other times it will be, um, you know, there's like a real strong feeling that I have and I need to write about it because, you know, this is my art. This is how I express myself. So if I'm really hurt, if somebody broke my heart, then I'm going to talk about it because I want to make sure that if people are going through the same thing, that it's real. So, Mom, I want to throw you that same question. What does music mean to you? Music is my platform to express my feelings. And uh, it's a place where I could put all my thoughts and feelings and day-to-day, you know, because my mood changes every day. And so when I go through a breakup or whether it's happy thoughts or um, I just get inspiration from, like, people and life itself. And I just write it. And I'm I'm still evolving as an artist. I'm I'm not an accomplished uh, writer or anything, but I'm still learning and it's a learning process. Sounds good. And Brian, the same question to you. When we talk about music, um, you know, there's a lot of genres of music, and I'm pretty sure you're eclectic with your style. What does music mean to you? 
for me, music is life. I, uh, I've always been like in love with music ever since I was a little kid. And when I really think about it now, um, we need music for everything, right? Not only to listen to, but also to make movies better and like TV shows better and for commercials. And we need music to go to the club, to make us laugh, to make us cry. Like, I can't even imagine like a world without music because it's just such an important part of my life. So music is everywhere. Music is in television jingles. It's on our TV programs. It's in the elevator sometimes, right? So music is everywhere. So Bree talked about the process. When she's creating music, she mentioned trap music. She's an R&B singer. So she's involved in a lot of different styles of music. This question is for the whole panel. When you guys are writing your songs, do you write the song first? Or do you prefer having the beat or the music first and then write the lyrics? Okay. I have a story for this one. Um, I really do love um, getting inspired by a beat first and then writing to it. Um, I forget who was, who was on an interview. It was like, you need to listen to a song and create the melody first, and then you can develop on it. But it just depends on who. However, I found a really, really, really wonderful beat, and I made the song perfect for the beat. And right before I bought it, right before I got it, somebody took it from me. So I'm in the process of finding something else that fits it. So I think that it's good to have a, um, be prepared, first of all, um, when you are writing to a beat first. But I also think that it's healthy to free write because, you know, they tell you in school, when you free, like, make sure that when you're writing, like, don't just delete stuff. Like, you got to exit out first because you need to let yourself go through the process. And you shouldn't restrict yourself all the time to, like, a beat when you have real feelings to write about. So what's important today? Is it the beat or the lyrics? Hmm. I guess it depends. For me personally, I would say the lyrics. I think all of the singers would say the lyrics, um, but a lot of music we hear today on the radio, you know, some of the mumble stuff, really don't know what's going on with the lyrics. It's beat driven. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's something we got to think about as consumers. So Momo, I want to throw you the same question. What is your process like? Do you prefer having the music or creating the music? Because I know you're a creator, or do you prefer writing the lyrics first? I'm a natural poet. I love writing poetry. And I typically, my process would be, typically I get the beat first. And if I find, come across with a beat that I like, that touched me, then I get that beat. And then I just write on it. I start writing on it. So you prefer lyrics first? Lyrics first. Well, beat first. Beat first. And then, yeah. All right. So do you create your own music? Because I know you play keys. Yes. I'm still, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um... Do I play, sorry? I I know you play the keys, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're writing your melodies or writing your lyrics, are you playing the keys as you do it or you just write? No music. Both. I do both. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to throw that question to Brian. What is your process like when you're creating your your music? Are you listening to the music first and then writing content to it? Or do you write the lyrics first? Um, I would probably save a lot of money if I just got the beats first. But um, I kind of have the opposite approach as Brie. I... um, take my pen and paper and just write the song first. And then I work with a producer in Brooklyn um, named YZ Music um, to sort of create a beat around the melody and lyrics that I've made. And I have a sound in my head usually that I want it to sound like, and I'll give him some like um, sample songs that are out in the world that I kind of want the vibe to be similar to. So he makes it and tailors it to 
some what I've already done, and then we turn it into like a full, fully fledged song. So that's my process. Um, I'm trying to get more into like writing to the beats, but I have so many feelings already that like it's hard for me to do that because I already have an idea of the songs in mind that um, I've written so far. All right. And I know as a film creator, sometimes when I'm creating, put my movie together, I'll have the music in mind already that I know that I want to go with a particular scene versus just shooting the scene and then saying, all right, what music do I think will work with this? Um, that's a process that filmmakers have as well. When we start thinking about the kind of content, the scenes we're creating, and the mood we want that scene to have, and the music is very key when it comes to that. And I encourage all music creators to start thinking about other avenues of income um, to where you can have some of your music playing in films, mm-hmm. short films, um, TV series, web series are very popular right now, so you might want to think about how you can incorporate your music into web mm-hmm. series and start getting that musical content out there. So I know some of you guys are curious to what, what our artists on the panel sound like. A little bit later, we're going to be queuing up some of the music, and we're going to play that. But before we get into it, I think people want to know where you guys are. How can they find your music, buy your music, download anything that you guys have out there right now? So we'll start with Bree. If people want to get in touch with you, book you for a show, listen to your music, buy your music, how would they go about finding you? Well, um, I'm on all major streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, um, but, you know, SoundCloud is obviously the most popular right now. If you just look up Brie Marie, um, the most popular song right now is Bedroomize, so if you do have a a problem finding Brie Marie, then just look up Bedroomize. Um, But yeah, um, and my email is Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-N-A-X-O, music at gmail.com. So what kind of song is Bedroom on? <laughs> okay, well, it started, I remember I was listening to, I don't know if you know who Smino is. He's a very, very, very talented um, artist right now. And it was on SoundCloud. And you know how SoundCloud just goes to random stuff. And this one beat came on and it was beautiful. Like it, it has samples of Brandy, Wanna Be Down. Uh, but it's like super sexy. Like the way that it was executed was amazing. And it's obviously like <laughs> about like um, sex. I remember my project, it's called Beginnings. I dropped it on my 23rd birthday. Um, and the entire project is inspired by like first emotions I had felt. So Bedroom Eyes is like about like the first time like I felt fantasies or any like type of like sexual like awakening. So that's what that song is about. Um, It's about seven minutes because I didn't want to compromise the beat. What I wanted to do was let the beat breathe. So I kind of had like a simple narrative. And I also had one of my best friends, Lou, um, rap on it. It's the first song he had ever been on. And he killed it, like absolutely killed it. Wow. Is that the song you sent us to play today? Or no, 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 no. I didn't want to get too crazy today. <laughs> guys, after the broadcast, I want you guys to uh, jump on Bree's content and listen to Bedroom Eyes, and then we're also going to play one of the other songs that she sent us today. So I'm going to bring it to Momo. Um, how do we find your content? Yes, you can definitely find me at uh, SoundCloud. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm not a big social media person. <laughs> Uh, right now, I have SoundCloud. You can find me at uh, Momo Soulful, M-O-M-O-S-O-U-L-F-U-L. And you can definitely find me at, at IG account, uh, Instagram. And um, I'm going to be uploading some of my you know, original songs that I wrote in the past few months 
on the YouTube also. So you can definitely check me out. All right. And we're going to have a song that's going to be played on the radio today by Momo as well. So, Brian, we'll jump into you. If people want to find your content, download your music, how mm-hmm. did it go about that? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Brian June Music. That's B-R-Y-A-N-J-O-O-N Music. Or go to my website, BrianJuneMusic.com. And um, I got a couple of singles and an EP called Project X on iTunes, Spotify, um, Amazon, Google Play, Tidal, all of that. So hopefully you uh, check it out, buy it, share it, stream it, love it, like it. <laughs> Don't like it, but listen to it anyways. <laughs> so you, you and Bri are everywhere. Um, Momo, are you on a lot of platforms like them as well, or is it mostly SoundCloud? SoundCloud and YouTube. Instagram. I have to work on, you know, mm-hmm. expanding my avenue. All right. <laughs> Definitely, we're gonna, yes. We're going to fix that today. So I want to bring in one of our other artists. His name is D. Wise. I want you to introduce yourself, tell people a little bit about you, your background. Hey, what's going on, people? My name is D. Wise. R&B. I guess R&B pop singer, you could say. Uh, want to take it all the way from the beginning? No, man. Uh, I have a project coming out called Right Place, Right Time. Uh, your host over here knows that project very well because it's been in development hell for the past, like, I don't know how many years. But Four or five? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so uh, we, we revamped the uh, the whole album, uh, new tracks. We have a couple of the old ones, but pretty much everything is brand new. Um if, to touch on the past, I was in a singing group back in the day. You know, we've opened up for many different artists. Uh, you know, 112, Drew Hill, uh, Blackstreet, uh, Dave Hollister. You know, the R&B scene back in the 90s and the 2000s was the era. Now, not so much. <laughs> R&B is not on top anymore. But, um, yeah. So you can just uh, catch me on my website, Mr. D. Wise. I have my my video podcast show that I do every week that uh, promotes independent artists. That's every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. You can check that out on Facebook. It's called OTV Live, pretty much. So I was asking the the guests earlier, when we think about music, what does music mean to you? And when you're creating content, what is your process? Um, Music to me is just a a doorway. Either you're going to open it and, and walk through it, or either you're just going to stare at it, not really connect with it, don't touch the doorknob, don't really mess with it. You know, it can either be a doorway to joy, happiness, or it could be a, you know, a doorway to sadness. Some people identify certain music with times in their lives, but it's definitely a connection. That's what, that's what music means to me. My process, it's, it's different every time. I mean, you know, if I pick up a guitar and play a couple chords, I can make something out of that. If I hear something that I like or something that I identify with, I can, you know, go with that. Or, you know, if it's something that, you know, out of thin air, a melody that you hear in your head, I just pick up the phone. I love technology today. It's different than before. You know, when we have four-track tapes and (laughs) reel-to-reels and (laughs) all that stuff. So now I just pick up my phone, I hum a melody, Go on from there. So the process is easier. It's much different. So do you prefer writing your content and then getting the music for the content, or do you prefer having the music first and then writing the lyrics to it? In this day and age, it's, it's whatever you want to do. I mean, if you're, I'm not going to say anything about any other artist, but 
in today's day and age, you got to be versatile. You got to be able to, you know, if somebody made a track, I mean, what's what's the difference? You, you say, I don't want that melody part there, so you take it out or you change it. Or I want to take that from a C to a D. I mean, anything's possible today. It's not like before where everything was so finite. Okay, this is the melody. This is what you have to do. Now you can just change it whenever you feel like it. So, so you said we can find your content at MrDWise.com? Yeah, MrDWise on all pa- platforms, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. That's, that's my handle. All right, so let's move on to the process of putting our music out there, right? So we talked about the different platforms that we're on, but visually, how are we putting our music out there visually in terms of music videos or, like I said, getting your music in web series or TV shows where people are seeing things but they can hear your music but more importantly, music videos. Uh, music videos drive a lot of sales. Um, a lot of new artists either don't have music videos because they can't afford it or they're not hooking up with the right people, or they're just using cell phones or uh, <laughs> Canon Rebel, and it's just them in the video rapping or singing. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the creativity in today's videos as well? That's the second part to the question. So we'll get to the first part. And I'm going to take it to Brie. When it comes to video content, music videos, have you made any videos? And if not, what's that process? Because I know you have an EP out mm-hmm. or something. So how are you promoting it visually? Um, I do not have any music videos. And that is probably the most frustrating thing for me because I have a whole Google Drive folder of ideas. And actually, my friend Nikki and I, we wrote out scripts and everything for about two or three of my songs. But... It's just um, the fact of not having the funds um, and not um, either just like being too scared to take the next step or just not having the right people that are willing to execute the vision. Um, So, yeah, that's where I am right now. But um, otherwise, I've been um, trying to, you know, get my music out there in other ways, like web series and stuff like that. But I'll get into that then. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to throw it to Mr. D. Wise. Um, I know you made one video. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, outside of that, where, where do you stand with the music videos? Um, you know, we've had this discussion many times before. <laughs> I, I like to have my stuff, you know, ready and ready to get out there. Like, I don't want to do it if it's half if it's, it's halfway, then I don't want to do it. So, um, yeah, the one video came out really good. Um, you know, shout out to Edwin Escobar. We shot the video in, in uh, Connecticut. Everybody thought it was New York, but that's because of the camera angles and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, today, it's easier to make easy videos. Um, the funds, eh, I mean, you can find somebody you know, you can go to NYU or somewhere and get somebody to film a music video for free if you really want to do it. But, you know, you got to get out there. you got to go to these open mics. you got to go to these seminars. It, it, you go on Craigslist today and you'll find a listing of young people, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, that want to make music videos. And they have a plethora of cameras and, you know, they have a plethora of, of things that they can use in order to make the music video and probably won't cost you anything. But um, uh, musically, when it comes to getting your stuff out there, um, the different platforms that they have now, I mean, YouTube, 
love you too, but I mean it's a it's kind of stale. I mean, you know, when you have something like Vimeo and other platforms out there now that are really pushing the narrative instead of just making it a platform, you can put it out there. So now when you have other platforms that are actually saying, we want your independent content, come with us, don't go to the big guy, come to the small guy, let's, let's push your music out there. Um, when you have those kind of things, everything makes it much easier. The biggest thing about music videos is networking. I know people, you know, they frown on it. They say, eh, I don't really want to get out there and be out there every night of the week. Pretty much you got to, if you're an independent artist, you got to get out there like every single day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I will say is when, when D-Wise mentions Vimeo, Vimeo um, has a better quality stream. Their videos are less compressed in right. YouTube, so it looks clearer, it's sharper, it's really good quality. And Vimeo doesn't allow silly content on its platform. The content is made from professionals or you know, semi-professionals who really want to pursue a career in filmmaking, um, storytelling. Um, so it looks good. The downside to Vimeo is it doesn't have the following that YouTube has. Nowhere right. near the following. So if you're a young artist and you want to be discovered, YouTube, Facebook, mm-hmm. even Instagram, like those are the platforms where you definitely want to put your content up. But let's say if you wanted to link video content to your website and you wanted that clear, sharp link quality, you probably want to go to Vimeo and link it to your website because it's going to look a little sharper. But at the end of the day, I think while it might be cheap to make a music video and it might be easy to get a student to kind of do it for free or do it for a very low price, you still got to look at the quality, mm-hmm. the storytelling, right. you know, unless you just want to stand in the corner with your boys and rap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could do that with your iPhone. But if you want to really get some storytelling, which I think these videos are so missing, yeah. um, you definitely want to get with content creators who have done this before. They have good equipment. They know how to direct. If you're not starring in the video, you want to get some quality actors who are going to star in the video, and all of that is important. I don't think you want to use your homeboys and homegirls to be doing that no, um, for, for your video. But um, Derek is very picky when he comes to his videos. We got to work on D on that one. But we're going to throw it to Momo. Yeah. Um, Momo, have you made a video yet? No, I do not have. Only ones that I have is the one that I made from my phone. This one right here. <laughs> <laughs> and normally I just set up. Everything that I made so far is uh, made from my my home, right from my home. I have my um, little cheap, everything cheap. I have the cheapest microphone. <laughs> All the sound that I made was recorded from that. And uh, definitely, it's going to be my next project. Definitely, I want to get into uh, making videos. And uh, it's just a matter of me getting out there and then get connected with the right people. And uh, definitely, would love to do that. That's going to be my next project. All right, so yeah. Brian, I'm gonna throw it to you. Right, we're still we're still on the videos, and we mm-hmm. we got Lemonade, mm-hmm. this whole visual album. Yep. Kanye did a visual album. Yep. I hear Jay Z has one for 444. I don't know. It's if probably coming. Yeah, right, yeah, a visual probably. album. So we're gonna ask if you've done any music videos, but how come more people are not doing like visual albums like Jay did back in the day? I think it was Reasonable Doubt, but he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did yeah, a visual yeah. album. That was like well, in the 90s or something. It might have been in my lifetime. It might be volume one. Yeah, one of those, right? So he's one done it. Um, and I know there's a cost to it, but we, we, can, get past, not there. we can get past that. Mm-hmm. So what is your video content like, if you have any? And do you have any aspirations of doing a visual album? Um, 
So this is actually a tough question because I do have a video, but I'm not working with the producer or the management company I was working with anymore. So it's in the vault that is locked in a pad and it's not going to be released, which I'm actually okay with because it doesn't really represent like what I'm trying to do as an artist right now. So I have a video pending with um, my director who I met through networking, like DY said, she's amazing. She's worked with like a lot of um, famous people like um, CeeLo Green. Um, She's doing something for HBO, but um, because she's so busy, like we got the, we got the shoot, we got the deposit, we ready to go. We got the concepts, like she has the song. It's just, our schedules right now have not lined up to actually shoot it yet, so it's pending. So um, it's not out yet. Uh, it doesn't exist yet, but it's coming really soon, and hopefully um, I can get it out as soon as possible because, um, like you're saying, visuals are important. Like I think most people in this world are visually driven. Not everybody is like a music head like us, so the video really takes your music to the next level. And speaking of music, we're going to make an attempt to play some music. This is going to be the first time we've played music. Um, whose song would like to be played first? I'll be democratic. <laughs> oh, Bree wants to go first? All right. So we're going to cue up Bree's song. We're going to play that song, and then we'll come back in a little bit, and we'll see how it goes. inspiration behind that one um it was just about um you know friend zoning someone essentially because you're not ready to get into like a real relationship commit yourself to it fully but it's worth the wait if you just stick it out if you just you know stay true to who you are and how you are in this friendship or relationship then it'll be worth it she's a hater somebody Uh somebody stuck you in a friend zone (laughs) 
no, no, no. I put somebody in the friend zone. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was worth it, though. It was worth it. What, yeah. together now? Um, yeah. <laughs> very, very nice. So I, I do want to play another song. So we're going to go into Brian's song right now, and we're going to listen to this. Lying in my bed, can't erase this love doubt in my head. Keep tossing and turning, got me wondering what I'm doing here. Repeat this too many times as my hand runs up your suitcase. Suitcase, I slowly start to realize that I might just be wasting my time. I fall back, cause I can't finish what I start. I don't mean to badly react, but I might just have to break your heart. And you got me wondering what I'm doing here with you. And you got me wondering if we're in love, so we're in love too, yeah. process of making that song was like um so the song is called wondering which you can get on itunes spotify soundcloud all of that and um i really just love like mid 90s late 90s early 2000s music and i was just listening to a lot of like brandy swv and watching a lot of like baby boy and like (laughs) where um you know you're going through relationship problems and like you're trying to break away but it's hard when like the sex is so like on point so having that sort of conflicted feeling sort of gave me the idea of that song and then um, I worked with the producer he came up with the beat that matched what I had in my head perfectly and um, then we just recorded it and put it down so safe to say Brian you were whipped (laughs) (laughs) very whipped (laughs) All right, sounds good so I want to jump into another song because I want to take our second half of the discussion into a more serious conversation about lyrics content responsibility as artists Um, so now I want to play a song by Momo 
Jones. Can't blame or know all nothing. Because you're responsible over your actions. Everything reflects on your shadow. Jones. What was your process? And I know you collaborated with an artist on that one. So, so tell us how that works. Actually, uh, the, I wrote this song with my um, homeboy. He uh, actually he was rapping. Right, actually was gonna come right after this, but it's okay. <laughs> um, it's a conscious song that I wrote, and uh, it's based on my belief in karma. So I believe that in life, everything you put in this life, whether it's good or bad, it will come right back to you sooner or later. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, based on my belief, core belief in that. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's just one of those inspiration that came to me. Sounds good. So I have a, a friend of mine who's an artist. She's mm-hmm. a female rapper. She just um, texted me a question for you guys, and it falls in line with your song. Mm-hmm. Do any of you guys collaborate with artists? And are you looking to collaborate with artists on, on new content coming out, or are you kind of sticking to your solo thing? Anyone could take this. Um, actually, I have a song coming out very soon. It's called Sleepless. Um, it's with a very, very talented singer, um, Mr. Love Ballad. And I think that while it's important for you to, to collaborate, something that I did on my first project, um, which I'm not, I don't feel bad for, was um, put a lot of features like a whole bunch of features. And I think it was just because I was scared because I was like, my first verse is fire. So I don't know if I'm going to write the second one and it won't sound as good. So, but something that I, I want to focus on is um, really just focusing on myself. And in the midst of that, like really um, making sure that I'm collaborating with people that we can both just 
um, make each other sound that much better. And, and benefit from as well. So, mm-hmm. Brian, I'm going to ask you the same question. Have you collaborated with artists before? And what does your future look like in terms of the, the newest content you got coming mm-hmm. out? Um, I haven't collaborated in the studio yet with anybody. Right now, I'm really just um, trying to build my brand as a solo artist just to um, establish myself first. Something that I am really interested in doing is um, doing hooks for other people, whether it's other rappers or singers. Um, I think that would be fun and interesting and like a different kind of vibe for me. But um, right now, the EP is just all me. The LP coming out is going to be all me. Um, I like a lot of money, so I don't want to share it with anybody. <laughs> so um, for now, I'm um, just working on this little tip. But I'm open, open to um, collaborating in the future. So you're comfortable writing content for other artists as well? Yeah, yeah. So that's something that I'm looking to partner with as well. I got a couple people that um, I'm about to write for, and like we're going to work on some songs together that they're going to sing. So um, I really like doing that because it kind of, it kind of takes a step back from like me and like putting myself into everything and trying to figure out like how can I write something tailored to an artist that fits them and it becomes more about like me doing a service for them rather about me just expressing myself so it's like a different kind of thing and it's fun so Momo I know you collaborated with artists so we don't have to ask you that question but in terms of put writing content for other artists is that something you do or something you're interested in doing um I have never done this but I'll definitely be open to um you know, collab with other artists, then um, definitely um, I would definitely I would love to write for other artists also. But uh, yeah, my goal is to be you know hooked up with other artists and um, so, more experience. So there, I know I know you work with other artists. Mm-hmm. I heard some of your songs before. Mm-hmm. So I know you collaborate. Um, the album you're about to put out. Mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah. Um, hope coming so, out. So. Coming. Right. So that album when it comes out. Um, do you have any features on it? And if so, how many? Uh, you have, uh, well, Gina Brion, who, shout out to Gina Brion, uh, comedian extraordinaire. She's, she works with uh, Gabriel Iglesias. She had a TV show that she was going to do with uh, Kevin James from Kevin Tim Wayne, but I don't, I don't think it was picked up. Um, she's on one of the, she's on the first single that we put out a couple years ago. Um, the song that I think you're gonna to play today. Featured John James, but he's a guitar a guitarist. Uh, I have one rapper on the album. That, that's about it. And he collaborated on like three or four records that we actually wrote together. Um, I had a chance to work and write for, you know, a few different artists. Uh, O'Shane Moore. He he's worked with Shaggy and and uh, Eve on her last project and a couple other people. Phil Strawn in in uh, in England, and I got to work with Johnny Kent before he passed away, and uh, yeah, a couple artists here and there, you know, a couple artists that are out now that's like Grammy nominated. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> looks like I got to get myself together. <laughs> so another question I got texted into me: Do you guys ever get compared to other artists, mainly like old school artists? Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, do you believe in a comparison? Do you embrace it or not? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you know, you know, myself being a second tenor, you know, I get compared to other second tenor baritones or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter if you have a sound. People say I sound like John Legend. I don't have a problem with that. John Legend, multi-platinum. Right. (laughs) He's multi-platinum. He's a Grammy award-winning artist. So I really don't, okay, I sound like him. That's great. But my content is not going to be the same as his. You, even though you may sound like someone else, 
you're never going to sound exactly like that person. Your music's going to be different. So, Bree, do you get any comparisons? Oh, most definitely. Um, When I first started singing, they were like, oh, you sound like Janae Aiko, or you sound like Aaliyah, or you sound like Kalani. I most definitely embrace it because, you know, I look up to them already. I also think that it's important um, because when people compare you, like, I know some people get offended. My thing is, it's a challenge for me, because I'm like, okay, if you think I sound like them, first of all, thank you, and second of all, what can I do to differentiate myself? Because, you know, you don't sound like them, but you don't want people always thinking, like, oh, well, I can just listen to Kalani. It's like, what am I bringing different to the table that people are going to want to listen to me? Right. And those differences will come in your look, visually, mm-hmm. how people see you, how you how you dress for your performances, mm-hmm. so come in your video content. Mm-hmm. So when your video content's different and you're creatively different than what you are being told you sound right. like, it also separates you as well. And then the content that you're speaking about in your music, which is different than how your voice may sound like another artist, will also separate you. So that, that's very important. And I know people are curious to hear how Derek sounds now that... Well, wait, before you get into that, I'll put the thing... No, 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 no. <laughs> um, when it comes to sounding like somebody else, in today's day and age, with streaming services, and mm-hmm. they want you to tell who you sound like. Right. right. Because mm-hmm. when you go on these platforms, yeah. they put your song... Sounds in, like this. Sounds like yeah. this. Yeah. Gonna match you up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, exactly. Right. So now you have to embrace it. Mm-hmm. If you're an independent artist, you have to embrace yeah. that. So let's go to a song by G-Wise. behind that one um actually i wrote that song actually i wrote that song about an ex that i that i was dating 
and it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Is it? She put you in the friend zone. No. Is that Bree? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was tap dancing in the subway for change, and uh. As long as you can write about it. So let's let's introduce Mr. Sean Cornelius, late but on time. Hey man, um, MP, MTA, I'm sorry, brother. Right. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are, where they can find your music, and what your music is uh, like. My name is Sean Cornelius, and I, some people have dubbed me like a Renaissance type man. I do stand up comedy and music and theater and acting and radio, and I'm an author. And you can find my music on uh, SeanCorneliusEntertainment.com or TheCalmStorm.net. Uh, but it's on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, all over, wherever you load up from CD Baby and stuff. The music is pretty much everywhere. All right, Sean, we're going to go into your song right now. That was Mr. Sean Cornelius. Sounds deep yet relevant. Tell us what the process is like when you were putting together that material. Uh, it came out of uh, frustration, a little anger, disappointment. Uh, just got tired of it was in last year within the rash of all of the police killings of African-Americans and the black on black crime and the poverty and homelessness. And I just got tired of America, period, for a second. And, um, you know, the best way our artists we do is we put it in our art. So instead of ranting and raving and going crazy and doing something silly, I uh, just, I wrote, I just, I wrote, it was like three o'clock in the morning. And that's sometimes when we do our best work, you know, when it's the wee hours and I just wrote, man, that's all it was basically. It was just trying to me expressing myself. And then it turned into something else, trying to make better, trying to make a change within, uh, you know, cause we can't do it all at one time. So it was like, okay, what can I do personally, piece by piece? And I just put this, you know, put the song out. So people started hearing it. They liked it. And 
I got a little deep with it because I went back into history, as you heard about the Martin and the Malcolm and the Rosa. It was just like, wow, you know, here we are, 2017, and these people are fighting for the same things which we're fighting for today, and nothing seems to change. You know, we always we, we want to say, yeah, we're, we're for, but it's, it's better. But it, it's really not because it's the same stuff. Do you have a music video out for that song yet? I put together a simple video of just, uh, it's still images and things like that. And then it's on YouTube. Just want you to see enough, it's enough. My Sean Cornelius on YouTube. But I'd like to do an actual live video of it sometime in the near future. But it's on my uh, latest CD that, that came out in uh, April, April 6th, called The Calm Storm. And it's on that CD. All right. So we have about 10 minutes left in the show. And this is a good segue to my responsibility question. So as music artists, content creators, um, do we have a responsibility when it comes to our lyrics, when it comes to the visuals that we put out in our music videos um, to be politically correct or to address social issues? Should our music speak about change? Some of Sean's music, that song was talking about, or that's kind of irrelevant sometimes and we're putting out music for fun. Some people are putting out that drug culture music. There's a lot of type of music out there, and I'm sure everybody has their own feelings and opinions about it. So I'm going to start with Brian, mm-hmm. and yes, we're going with you. Brian. Right. <laughs> and what, what do you think is the response? Does an artist, first of all, have responsibility? Is he a role model or, or not? And what do you think about your content? Does that address anything in our community? And second, do artists have a responsibility to address anything in, in the community through their music? Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I think that the responsibility is to be as honest and truthful as possible because that really brings about like the soulfulness and the emotion in your music. Um, writing um, a song about like socially conscious issues is not my wheelhouse. Like I feel like I can't do it well. It'll come out cross corny. Like Sean Cornelius, what he does, like that's what he does, and that's great. But what I do is more about like relationships and like emotion and heartbreak and um, issues like that. But I do think that artists should definitely like find causes that matter to them and partner with them and like promote like things that are important to them to be like socially active. Um, I don't think it always has to be in the music, but I think it has to be part of who you are as an artist because you can't connect with people if you don't like have any empathy to what people are going through. And there's a lot of things in this world that need addressing and need change. So Brianna, what do you think? Um, I, you know, I'm the same way about, you know, love and heartbreak and just, um, those type of feelings. However, what I've been trying to do lately is go deeper, um, into more darker, like parts of myself and about things that, you know, I had always thought about because, you know, I am of mixed race. So Mm -hmm. there are some things that some people don't understand about me, just like I don't understand about other people and people might not agree with it. But I feel like it's something that I owe to myself to put out um, because I know there are people out there that don't have the outlet that I do to speak on it. I don't think political correctness should be a thing in music because it's uh, you have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like you have, like you most definitely have to be honest. And if you do have causes that mean something to you, it means something to somebody else. So you should definitely speak on it. All right, and I'm going to talk to Mr. D. Wise. Um. Well, when it comes to my musical content, I try to keep it try to keep it fairly clean. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm harkening back to you know, Jodeci and Boys to Men. Jodeci was more sexual, you know. Jodeci was the you know 
I'm gonna smack it, flip it, rub it down. <laughs> and boys to men was, you know, I'll make love to you. Right. I guess I'm falling into the category of, you know, the the boys to men. I try to keep my music, you know, pretty much clean. Uh, it's not my thing. You know, it's like a a duality. Like me as an artist is D wise is, you know, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna have a good time. But you know, me personally, that's, that's a whole nother different story. But um, when it comes to social issues. Um, I, I I did a song called Black Lives Matter with a with a rapper named Knuckles. I, I thought it was you know time for me to do something, but you know musically, I feel like musically I can do that, but I'd rather get in the trenches and and do something with my community instead of putting out music. You know I've been a uh, youth leader for the city for my city, which is Yonkers, New York, for many years. I did. Yonkers Teen Talent for many years. I cultivated artists. I've, you know, I've done you know peace rallies and stuff like that. I'd rather get in there and do something. So what about what our visual content for our music videos? Like your song might not be speaking about a particular issue, but mm-hmm. through the video you can address an issue, and it could still correlate with the song. Creatively, you can you can flip that. So what do you think about that? Um, I mean, visually, of course. I mean, you can always put put that in there. Now, when it comes down to it, when, but how is it going to come across with the audience? See, that, that's when the line gets blurred because you may think of it a certain way, and then when it comes out, people spin it differently, especially with the social media platforms of today. Like, you know, take this thing that happened with, remember with Kylie Jenner with I the Pepsi? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, with the, it, yo, you know what's crazy? I have recorded a song for a Pepsi campaign, and they went with hers. Well, I can I can say it now because it's somewhere in the ethos right now, floating around. So before that that thing came out, we were in the running, uh, producer, and we did this song, great record. I didn't write it, <laughs> but it was a great record. So we did the record, we sent it in, and we heard it back. And it was like, oh, it's awesome, and they decided to go with that. And I was like, okay. When I saw when I saw it, I was just like, eh, it's not as bad as what people think it is. But people were like, hell no! What does giving the, the police officer a Pepsi have to do with making social change? Right. You know what I mean? They can spin it any which way you want. So, Momo, how does this apply to you? Do you think your music should have reference to social issues or? Definitely. Not? Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, as far as music content goes, I like to just be as truthful and authentic as possible. And as an artist, um, I get inspiration from just day-to-day life, you know, and we live in such a sick, it's be real, <laughs> sick, dark world. And I see a lot of things going on. And I'm definitely aware of it. I'm very socially conscious. However, as an artist, um, I mean, I have written this song, the one that you just played, Reflection, it was a very conscious song. And... Um, this is something that uh, was inspired by what's going on in the world, and just I see pain and suffer, not just the, you know poverty, but just uh, just uh, suffer pain from people, just being in this country and uh, being an Asian singer um, doing urban music. I get a lot of wow, like mm, in a good way. In a good way, because a lot of people thought, well, when you hear me singing, 
a lot of people thought I was black, actually. And you see me visually, so wow, who is she? <laughs> so in a way, that's a good thing. And I, I definitely get inspired um, by a lot of artists. Um, Alicia Keys, actually, is uh, one of my um, biggest influences. And I do get a lot of inspire, inspiration from her. And definitely, I would love to be um, writing uh, conscious music that has a, you know, a real content right. that would inspire people, definitely. So, Sean, I know your music has consciousness in it, and I know you're, you're inspired by what's going on in America and around the world. Um, do you think other artists should at least take a, a stab at it in some of their content, whether it be visually or through the music lyrically, or people should just do what they want to do? They can't force it. If you're an artist, you can't force it. You have to be honest with yourself. Now, my, C- my CD has social conscious stuff on it. has another song called Freedom, but it also has the I Want to Make Love to You music. It mm-hmm. also has the mm-hmm. dance music. It also has the instrumentals. It also has the feel-good music or whatever. So you, you can't force that. You know what I mean? If that's, where, if that's the space you're in, mm-hmm. that's the space you're in. You, if you sit down and try to force it, it's going to come out corny. Mm-hmm. Right. There's got to be honest feelings to it. So that's the reason I wrote it, because it sparked that emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, my body to body song sparked sexual content, but nothing beyond where people can't listen to the song. It's like a right. let's get it on type song. So you, you, if it comes, it comes. We don't really have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to yourself. Like the brother was saying, whatever you put out, somebody might take it different anyway right. from your, in, your, you know, the, what your intentions are. Mm-hmm. So whatever they feel is what they feel. What they <laughs> take from is what they take from. You know, you, you, the artist just has to be true to themselves. Sometimes songs will transcend and go across lines or whatever the situation is. So, so we can go from sexual healing to what's going on. You can go to Michael Jackson's They Don't Really Care About Us. Right. Sure. Like, there's a lot of songs mm-hmm. that are hits mm-hmm. that talk about conscious things that are going on in the community or just socially um, within people itself. Um, I think everybody should take a stab at it. I don't think anybody's whole catalog should be consciousness less. Like you, you should have something in there that speaks to something, um, whether it's a personal thing that you're going through. Somebody can be going through sickle cell, rest in peace, prodigy, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Right? Your, your music should touch on something. It can't be my opinion. It should not be party, party, party all the time, because if you're, especially if you become popular. I think you do become a role model, and then you do have a responsibility to give back to the people, the country, the community, the town a little bit. So I encourage artists out there to definitely make a conscious song, collaborate with somebody on on a song, at least put out some sort of visual in your songs that can speak to an issue. I think that's important. So we have 60 seconds left on the broadcast, literally. Um, So Sean and everybody else, I just want you to say a few words to to the guests and the listeners before we close out. So if you want to just Say your website again or where people can find your music. Uh, yeah, my website is www.seancorneliusentertainment.com. You can find the song Enough is Enough on the CD, um, The Calm Storm, at uh, calmstorm.net. You still saying www? All right. BreeMarieMusic.com. BreeMarieMusic, Apple Music, Spotify, all that other stuff, SoundCloud. I have a show, Drum NYC, July 12th. Um, and, yeah, just Instagram, all that other stuff. You can catch me, Mr. D-Wise. You put it on any search engine. I'll pop up. Mama. You can follow me, Momo Sofo, at IG and YouTube. 
Brian June Music, B-R-Y-A-N-J-O-O-N Music. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. And I want to see their albums and material and songs be purchased. We better get some purchases tonight. I'm <laughs> shutting down shop. Not really, but let's purchase some music. Peace. Peace.